friends, and welcome back to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we look for a new friend with Blumhouse's Megan. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. Megan, she pushed Brandon onto the road. Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you. Ever again. A robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. Written by the team of Akila Cooper and James Wan and directed by Gerald Johnstone, Megan stars Allison Williams as Gemma, Violet McGraw as Katie, Amy Donald as Megan, Jenna Davis as Megan's voice, and features Jen Van Epps, Brian Jordan Alvarez, Jack Cassidy, Ronnie Chang, and Lori Dungy. AI is something that is a little terrifying to me. Knowing that a computer can think for itself and make choices based off a potentially flawed humans programming is equal parts interesting and nightmare fuel. So what happens when an overly stressed human rushes to create a toy using AI and a super strong android body? Well, we once saw this with Child's Play, but we also see it again in Megan. Story-wise, Megan should not be taken as a serious horror movie. This thing is chock full of tongue-in-cheek moments, legitimate laugh-out-loud moments, and a touch of gore. Again, this movie should not be viewed as a serious attempt at horror, but it certainly seems like the writers want the audience in on the joke from the get-go. Ultimately, this is not a good movie. But much in the vein of a movie I reviewed before the holidays, that being Violent Night, just because a movie is bad doesn't mean that it isn't also a ton of fun. Acting-wise, this movie is a mix of people taking it far too seriously while others are having way too much fun. And then there's Ronnie Chang. And Ronnie Chang is an amazing, very dry comedian with a great special on Netflix that I recommend you go and watch. And he has a ton of screen time. And that should be enough to tell you what type of movie this is. Musically, it's actually done very well. The score does a great job of reminding you that this is a movie and it is a Blumhouse picture that is meant to be a horror movie, but it is nearly impossible to not break into laughter when Megan starts dancing or doing one of her multiple musical numbers during its 102 minute runtime. Again, ridiculous, but entertaining. Overall, Megan is not a good film. It has a ton of potential to work as a child's play spinoff, but goes so hard at being its own thing. And it does a decent job of it. If you walk into this movie knowing it's ridiculous and over the top, you should be having a good time. If you go in expecting to be terrified, you'll be in for a surprise. Will I watch Megan again? Oh, probably. It's just way too much fun to not give it a rewatch. Therefore, I give Megan a beat. It's time to get through the coldest time of the year, and you may as well look your best when doing so. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a couple of trailers that released over the holidays. The first one is a movie I'm way, way, way too excited for, Evil Dead Rise. What's up, sis? I had the most beautiful dream. It was the perfect day. All I could think about was how much I wanted to cut you all open. 
Then I'm climb inside your bodies. <laughs> so that we could stay one happy family. <laughs> A road-weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to the flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. It should be noted here that Evil Dead Rise was originally intended to be released strictly through HBO Max, but after receiving such high test scores, it is receiving its theatrical release on April 20. First. The next trailer worth taking a look at is one I'm all too excited for as well Universal Pictures' upcoming Dracula comedy, Renfield. Let me explain. My boss gave me this power. In return, I tend to his needs, including care, feeding. You bring him people to eat? You're like the guy that gets the villain's postmates. But if you were to stop focusing on his needs, what would happen? He won't grow to full power. Exactly. He won't grow to full power. What? That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? But yes. Hi. Are you here for the meeting? Well, come on. No! No! Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. To most, I am Okay, obviously we're dealing with a little bit more than just narcissism here. Now, let's eat. Renfield has been serving Dracula for centuries, and now he has grown sick and tired of his centuries as Dracula's lackey. The henchman finds a new lease on life, and maybe even redemption, when he falls for feisty, perennially angry traffic cop Rebecca Quincy. Renfield is a character from Bram Stoker's Dracula, who was an inmate at a lunatic asylum who was thought to be suffering from delusions, but actually a servant of Dracula. Renfield will see Nicholas Holt playing Renfield, while Nicholas Cage plays Dracula, and Aquafina playing traffic cop Rebecca Quincy. Renfield Field flies into theaters on April 14th. The upcoming adaptation of the video game Borderlands will no longer have Eli Roth directing. It was announced that Eli Roth is busy prepping to shoot his long-awaited holiday slasher Thanksgiving based on his infamous Grindhouse trailer, and that Tim Miller, Deadpool fame, has stepped in to replace him for an upcoming two weeks of reshoots. Deadline is reporting that the baton handing is friendly, as Roth and Miller are both friends. Roth is still considered the official director of the film, with Miller only stepping in to help out. Dave Batista Batista is a very busy man as the wrestler-turned-actor is racking up roles left and right. He was most recently seen in the Knives Out sequel Glass Onion on Netflix and has an upcoming role in M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. During a recent interview with GQ magazine, Batista expressed his gratitude for Drax, but did confirm that he will no longer be playing the character. He said, quote, I'm so grateful for Drax. I love him, but there's a relief that it's over. It wasn't all pleasant. It was a hard playing that role. The makeup process was beating me down, and I just don't know if I want Drax to be my legacy. It's a silly performance, and I want to do more dramatic stuff. Batista went on and said, honestly, I could give a about being a movie star. I don't live a great, big, glamorous life. I live here in Tampa. I don't care about the spotlight. I don't care about fame. I just want to be a better actor. I want respect from my peers. I don't need accolades. I really don't, man. It's about the experience, about knowing that I accomplished something. As it seems, the last time we will be seeing Drax is in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which releases on May 5th of 2023. According to Deadline, Ridley Scott has confirmed he's returning to the director's chair for a long, gestating Gladiator sequel that will star normal people actor Paul Mescal in the lead role. 
Pascal is currently negotiating to star with Scott directing and producing through his Scott Free banner, and David Scarpa, known for The Man in the High Castle, writing the script. Scott had wanted to make Gladiator 2 since the original was in theaters, but as it sometimes goes in the movie industry, Gladiator 2 entered development hell. As of now, no plot details or release date has been set for Gladiator 2. Moving to the small screen, it has been confirmed by AMC that Bob Odenkirk's upcoming show based on Richard Russo's 1997 novel Straight Man will now be called Lucky Hank. The story is a midlife crisis tale set at a struggling Pennsylvania college and follows William Henry Hank Devereaux Jr., played by Bob Odenkirk, the unlikely chairman of the English department. In addition to Bob Odenkirk, Lucky Hank also stars Muriel Enos as Lily, William's wife and the vice principal of a local high school. Just as Hank's life begins to unravel, Lily also begins to question the path she's on and the choices that she's made. Over at Netflix, it is confirmed that Wednesday Season 2 will be happening at Netflix. This should come as no surprise as it only took a month for Wednesday to overtake Dahmer, becoming the second most watched show in the US behind Stranger Things Season 4. As of now, no plot details have been released, and it's not entirely certain that Jenna Ortega or Emma Myers will be returning in their roles. Either way, it's time to dance, dance, dance with your hands, hands, hands. Also at Netflix, it has been confirmed that Jeb Stewart, the showrunner behind the upcoming video game adaptation of Assassin's Creed is no longer involved with the project. During an interview with Collider, Jeb Stewart was asked if he left the project due to creative differences, to which he responded, quote, I think it was a little bit of a move of executives from LA to London, and it allowed the London group who, unfortunately, had to inherit my vision of what it was instead of getting to develop their own vision. So I think that's fair. I know it's going to be great whenever it comes out. I think the Ubisoft guys are fantastic. I think it's a terrific franchise. It was just a good mutual time to move on for both sides. Moving into small screen casting, it was confirmed that Deborah Jo Rupp of that 70s show and apparently that 90s show, which releases on January 19th, will be reprising her role from WandaVision in the upcoming Agatha Coven of Chaos. In WandaVision, Rupp played Mrs. Hart slash Sharon Davis and is expected that she'll be playing the same role in Agatha Coven of Chaos. In addition to Catherine Hahn and Deborah Jo Rupp, the cast also includes Aubrey Plaza, Joe Locke, and more. Meanwhile, over at Paramount+, Plus, it was confirmed that Nicole Kidman will star in Taylor Sheridan's next project titled Lioness, a series based on a real-life CIA program. In addition to her acting role, Kidman is also an executive producer on the series. The story will follow Cruz Manuelos, played by Lesla de Oliveira, a rough around the edges but passionate young Marine recruited to join the CIA's Lioness engagement team to help bring down a terrorist organization from within. The cast also includes Zoe Saldana, Jill Wagner, Dave Annabelle, and more. And according to Variety's exclusive report, Kidman will be playing Caitlin Mead. She's the CIA's senior supervisor who has also had a long career of playing the politics game. She must juggle the trappings of being a woman in the high-ranking intelligence community, a wife that longs for the attention she herself can't give, and a mentor that to someone veeringly suspiciously close to the same rocky road she's found herself on. Actor Jeremy Renner suffered a severe injury which occurred on New Year's Day, which saw a 14,000-pound snowplow running over the actor. Clint's hit pretty bad, guys. We're going to need evac. I can get bought into the jet. The sooner we're gone, the better. Jeremy Renner had been helping a family member get a stuck vehicle out of the nearly three feet of snow, and after exiting the plow, it began to roll with the actor unable to stop it. He was airlifted to hospital and was treated immediately. Renner took to social media to provide updates on his conditions that left him with blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. In an Instagram story, Renner posted a photo with several members of the team taking care of him with the caption, Thank you, renowned medical ICU team, for beginning this journey. He then posted a video of his spa day, writing, A not-no-great ICU 
AEU day turned into amazing spa day with my sister and mama. Thank you so much. And finally, we end today with some bad news. Barbara Walters, one of the most celebrated on-air personalities of all time, has passed away at the age of 93. Walters was the first female anchor of a television news program hosting the ABC Evening News opposite iconic broadcaster Harry Reasoner. She was also the named the host of ABC's 2020 in 1979, a job that she kept until 2004. She was known for her brilliant, incisive interviews where many tight-lipped celebs opened up in ways people didn't expect. She always seemed empathetic, even when interviews occasionally got tense, such as when she questioned Sean Connery about infamous comments he made to Playboy magazine about hitting women. I know Sean Connery regrets this conversation. You did an interview in which you said... Uh, not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't I, love that. I haven't changed my opinion. Uh, you haven't? No. Not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? It must, I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. Well, what would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else... And women are pretty good at this. They, they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last, last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again and, and get into a really provocative situation. Then I think it's absolutely right. By the way, Sean Connery has been married to Micheline for 31 years. She would also interview controversial world leaders such as the Shah of Iran, Vladimir Putin, Fidel Castro, and others. She, of course, leaves behind an incredible legacy, having conducted some of the most watched and influential television interviews of all time. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, you need to learn some manners, Brandon. You know what happens to bad boys who don't mind their manners? They grow up to be bad men. Are you listening to me, Brandon? Brandon.